On this episode of Inside the Nest, we get ready for the start of basketball season with Alex Peterson from men's basketball, Jillian Piccolino from women's basketball, and begin our fan profile with Rich Hall, the founder of the KSU Owl Club. I'm Nolan Alexander, and Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Alex Peterson is a new face to KSU men's basketball. He joins Kennesaw State from Missouri State University, West Plains, a 6'7", 217-pound junior. Has enjoyed practice thus far, likes to compete against himself and his teammates, and we get an insight as to his thoughts on what it's been like to join KSU, the growth he's seen from the team in a short amount of time. I was looking forward to this season. Here's Alex Peterson on Inside the Nest. Alex, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. You're one of a handful of new faces to the Owls this year, although we're coming up on two weeks from publishing this podcast in which you won't be a new face anymore. We'll see you on the floor. What's your excitement level for tipping off the season November 25th? Man, I'm really excited. I'm excited to get going uh, with this group of guys and you know the coaching staff and everybody and just ready to – uh, I think, you know, this team is going to, you know, change the – it's going to, re you know, revamp the basketball culture here. I think, uh, you know, it was what it was last year, but I think this year we're coming in and we're trying to change things. Are you tired of practicing? It feels like y'all have been practicing forever. <laughs> no, I'm not really tired of it. We have been practicing for a while, but uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not really tired of it. We're learning new things and, you know, we're growing as a team and getting more connected on and off the court, you know, but practice is bringing that connection, you know, that that on-the-floor connection to another level. So, uh, no, nah, I'm not bored with it. What do you mean learning new things and being more connected? Can you give me an example of each of those within, uh, I'd say, the past week of practice? I would say uh, just learning uh, how to play off of each other on the court as far as, like, you know, being connected, knowing where where guys are, you know, pretty good at and learning, you know, our roles within the plays and just our roles on the team and things like that. So talking to you and really most of your teammates, it seems like chemistry has picked up a good bit despite all these new faces. And I know sometimes when you get together with uh, basically a new team, it takes a while for everyone to gel. Do you already <clears throat> feel like this team is maybe ahead of where you thought it might be in terms of everyone gelling and starting to get timing right in practice? Um, I wouldn't say ahead of where I thought it would be. Uh, but I think we, I think we've made some pretty good strides in that area as far as, uh, you know, just being connected and, um, you know, learning as a group, I think, uh, as a team, we, we've really like, that's one thing we've really like zeroed in on, you know, as far as just growing together as one. So you look like someone who's obviously going to bring size at six foot seven to the roster. What mm -hmm. role do you think you're going to carve out on the team this year? Um, I think my role in the team this year, is, as far as on the court, is just uh, to play hard and be tough and competitive and, and bring a lot of energy by doing those things um, on the court and, you know, bring that out of, out of everybody else, I'll say. So you come to Kennesaw State from Missouri State University, West Plains. 
averaging 14 points, just under seven boards a game. You had 203 rebounds in the season. That was a team high. What goes into rebounding for you? What's important? What goes into rebounding for me is more so the want to go get it. I think it's more so uh, the timing. I mean, you could say the timing, but I think once you make up in your mind, like, okay, I want to go crash the boards and I want to go get this rebound, it'll be that much easier to just go get it. You know what I mean? Who do you look to for rebounding? Who do you think does the best job of it in the game? I'm not too sure. I don't really keep up with uh, rebounding these days. I think a great example of a, just a, a great rebounder, though, is Dennis Rodman. Can't go wrong with that. Did I you watch was, The Last Dance? Uh, yeah, I did. I watched all, all 10 episodes of that. What did you I think did. about it? Uh, I think it was great. I think I actually liked that, you know, behind-the-scenes look at just – who Jordan was and learning the the teams they had that like the you know the, the guys they had that year and mm-hmm. everything that went into winning that championship. Well, those championships, I'll say. What else have you watched, I guess, during the quarantine part of COVID and in the summer before we got back on campus? What was a highlight for you? During the quarantine, I really watched a lot of like Kobe videos. Um once we kind of lost him, I always been a big Kobe fan, but I think I, I, I tapped into it a little bit more once, you know, we lost him in the quarantine. I was always in the house just looking at something. So I looked at a lot of his games, his games and just a lot of his interviews, just the things that he was saying, his mentality was just, it was just crazy to me. So that's, that's probably the, the main thing I watched throughout quarantine. Do you think you've developed more of the Mamba mentality this year? Um, I'm not, I don't think I'm on his level uh, yet with it, but I think certain things, I took certain things and, you know, I'm, a, I'm applying them to, you know, the daily, you know, grind. So give me an example of that. Um, I think Kobe's thing was um, a big thing for Kobe was just competitive. Like he was just competitive and he was tough. And, you know, when you were on the court against Kobe, you knew where you were going to get his best. Mm-hmm. So I think B is just, you know, bringing that every day, you know, competing every day, being tough every day has been something that I really took from Kobe. So now that we were able to release the full schedule, what were your thoughts when you got a list of, in addition to the ASUN games, the non-conference schedule as well? How do you feel about it? I think, you know, we're going to play some pretty good teams. And, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, fun to get out and experience some of those things and, you know, see how we stack up, not only in our conference, but against, you know, people outside. Well, Alex, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. It was fun getting to know you, and we look forward to seeing you and the guys on the floor November 25th in the season opener. No problem. We'd like to take a moment to thank our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare to every person, every time. A reminder, updated ticket information is available. We've got many plans and single-game tickets available for men's and women's basketball. You can find out more information and purchase the plan and games that fits your schedule best at ksuals.com tickets. Now to women's basketball with Jillian Piccolino, a rising sophomore, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, she was an A-Sun all-freshman team member last year and played and started in all 29 games. With her today is Owl Network intern Kaylee Mansell. You may have heard some of her interviews on our Owl Network exclusive interviews. She's a rising star here at KSU, and I think you'll enjoy her talk with Jillian Piccolino. Here's Kaylee and Jillian on Inside the Nest. Hello, Alan 
Nation, my name is Kaylee Mansell with the OWL Network and I have the privilege to introduce sophomore basketball player Jillian Piccolina. Jillian, now that preseason practices have started, what are some things that your team is doing to improve for the upcoming season? So I think this year we have a lot of talent on our team. We brought in a lot of new players. So in the beginning of the season when we first started practicing, it kind of took us a second to gel all together but I mean throughout the past couple weeks like you can definitely see we're playing we have a lot more fluidity we're really meshing well together so I think just the communication and bonding off and on the court is, has really been a huge help. So going back into practice what would you say is your favorite and least favorite drill to do and why? Oh okay least favorite would probably be 20s it's just a a lot of running and not a lot of room for error. So <laughs> that drill probably is my least favorite. I really like 11 man. We haven't been able to do that as much this year, but that was one of my favorite drills from last year. So I hope they can throw that in a little bit this year, but yeah. Okay, so as a sophomore, I know that you were on the fresh or all freshman team mm -hmm. and you were a Sun Freshman of the Week. So what are some goals that you have set, not only for yourself, but for your team in the upcoming season? Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely think sophomore year, um, is a little bit more challenging just because you're there's not as much room for error mm -hmm. per se like coming in as a freshman they're like okay well, like you're a freshman there's going to be some mistakes but coming in this year I think it's one of my one of my mm, things that I wanted to focus on more was just being more of a leader on the court because I think last year I had to focus more on listening and mm -hmm. learning whereas and this year yeah it's like I know the ropes kind of, how, how, how things kind of go. So I think that's one of my biggest things, just trying to be more of a leader on the court. Okay, so I know in basketball, a big thing is music. So give me some of your staple songs in y'all's practice playlist. Oh, okay. So we honestly are warm up. We really like to listen to the City Girls radio. <laughs> um, so that's one of our biggest things. And, and Weights too, that's like one of like our biggest like pump up playlist but we, mm -hmm. we really just put on Pandora and whatever comes on we just kind of roll with so. so what is your favorite City Girl song I have to ask I can't I can't even give I can't even give there's a favorite. just too many yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah I can't even give a favorite um so one thing I noticed I know that you're out of state and one thing I always ask is why did you choose Casey what in the recruitment process said this is home for me yeah so my recruitment process I was looking at like two to three schools I knew I wanted to go far and I pretty much knew I wanted to go to the south mm -hmm. and I think the biggest thing for me was the coaches their communication with me they were one of they were just always calling me always checking in on me texting me after before my games like personable yeah so I think that was one of the biggest things because in my was recruiting for my other schools they just weren't as persistent mm -hmm. in talking to me they still made a really big effort like big effort to talk to me but I think with coach B and coach K they really made a large effort in commission. So you're telling me it has nothing to do with the comments? Oh, well, yeah, definitely also the comments. I I go to the comments almost every day, and every day for lunch, I eat a grilled cheese. I was going to ask what your go-to yeah. comments meal was. Okay, yeah. so now that we've touched on why you're here, where do you see the program headed after you leave? Oh, I mean, really, I feel like it's only everything but up, like, after mm -hmm. this. I mean, last year our team was really strong, but I feel like this year we have a lot we're really competitive this year and so I think throughout like practices we've been seeing that more too everybody just wants to win so I think really I mean it's only up from here okay so for the last part of my interviews I do something a little bit more informal kind of like a this or that I try to call it hootie takes um yeah. but one thing I always ask athletes is in the student center would you rather wait an hour in line for chick-fil-a or 30 minutes for panda and why okay 
I would probably wait the hour for Chick Fil A <laughs> just because I love Chick Fil A. Like, and I, I don't know. The and Chick-fil-A, it's big in the South yeah, too. Yeah, Chick Fil A nuggets with Chick Fil A sauce is unbeatable okay so during that period of corona we saw a rise in tiktok is that something that the basketball team is into you can be honest yeah okay so you have to shout out the best tiktok dancer on the team even if it's you you can shout out yourself it's definitely me okay it would you can be do your me. too yeah yeah um jillian piccolino 30 and also yamani is really good so i would say me and yamani are probably the best two tiktokers on the team <laughs> but, <laughs> i love that for y'all and honestly i like that you caught out yourself that you had the ability to be like okay yeah it's no, me definitely sorry me. guys okay yes. so what is your favorite tiktok dance oh, i don't know i do recently I've, i haven't been doing as many dances than like Oh, yeah, I prefer so, that anyway. yeah. But over quarantine, I definitely was doing a lot of dances. I don't even, I don't even, I can't even name one off the top of my head. Really, I do honestly. Quarantine TikTok definitely took over my quarantine. <laughs> you and me, but that's yeah. why I would never download it until yeah. quarantine happened. Yeah. Um, but for the last part, I'm going to give you the opportunity to speak for yourself. If there's anything you want Owl Nation to know, anything mm-hmm. you want to shout out, this is your time to do it. Yeah. No, I just think we really need a lot of support this year, just because of Corona, everything that's going on. We know that. Fans are limited, but tuning in on the radio or watching it online, I just think we need a lot of support this year, and we have a lot of new talent this year, so get ready to see some new faces. You heard it here first. Make sure to show out for the basketball games this upcoming season. Thank you, Jill. We'd like to take a second to thank Coca-Cola for being the official beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. As we move forward to our last segment on this episode of Inside the Nest, it's a new one, a fan profile. Today, it's Rich Hall who founded the KSU Owl Club, a support group, a fan group for KSU football. Rich tells us about why he became a Kennesaw State fan, why he picked KSU, the growth of the club, and what's ahead. It's a fun interview. We'll get to know more fans like yourself throughout Inside the Nest, and Rich Hall gets us started here on Inside the Nest. Rich, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. I know you're looking forward to the start of the spring 21 season for KSU football because you founded the KSU Owl Club, and we'll touch on that in a moment. But the schedule just came out. How excited are you for some spring football on the horizon? Uh, Really excited. Really excited. I'm also looking forward to uh, making a road trip up to Monmouth in April. That's where I grew up in New Jersey. Hopefully that game were one around. It'd be nice if it was that game solidified a Big South championship for the Owls. Yeah, it would. And a nice playoff, start of a playoff run. Exactly. So you founded the Owl Club. Tell us about the Owl Club. Well, uh, I had a buddy of mine who was big in another college football team in the area. And he used to drag me up to the games. Being from New Jersey, college uh, football was not that big. I moved down here and really started to enjoy it. Lived in the Kennesaw area, started to follow uh, Kennesaw football, obviously. Got really enthused about it, enjoyed the whole atmosphere and everything, but just realized there was no organization, if you will, within the fans and the the supporters. So I started to uh, look into setting up some kind of a nonprofit organization, talked to uh, Donovan Charles from the athletic department, assistant AD, little bit last fall and just started to grind it out. Uh, filed all the paperwork for the 
state for Cherokee County. Got all that paperwork going. Uh, screened everything through Donovan and uh, the athletic department and compliance because we wanted to keep everything completely transparent. No trouble with the NCAA or KSU. Uh, the end of April, I filed with uh, the IRS for a 501c3. Uh, they told me it would be about four to six months before we heard back from anything, which was, you know, at the time we still weren't sure there was was or was not going to be football. So we figured, what the heck, right around the beginning of May, we decided to uh, pursue starting to get members in the club. So um, that's about where we are right now. Uh, we uh, see what else can I tell you about it? What did membership uh, look like around the start and has it grown throughout the fall? When we started, it was just a handful of us. Basically, I, you know, my friends and the, the few, couple of few people that I knew uh, that I went to football games with, I reached out to. Um, it's a $10 membership, not, you know, tax deductible, so it's not a big deal money-wise. Um, over the course of uh, since the middle of May to now, we've got nearly 100 uh, members. Uh, we've got five uh, corporate sponsors, all local. Uh, who have been all have been very supportive. Um, we're looking to make our first donation uh, the middle of December. We're going to make an annual donation. So right now we're at about 100, they said about 100 members and five corporate sponsors. That's fantastic. How have you found ways to grow that membership and start to thrive even with the pandemic and us not having football and sports for the start of the fall semester? Uh, it, a lot of it has just been word of mouth. Um, I've used social media, tried to reach out and uh, identify folks that seem to be following the KSU football, and I've reached out to them. Um, we did get – there's a couple of uh, parking lot groups, if you will, that tailgate on, a, on regular football Saturdays, and I've reached out to those folks, and they, uh, they grabbed, grabbed their uh, gang, and they joined up. Um, our sponsors, um, Clubber Park Brewery, Primo Pizza over in Woodstock and Dry County right in Kennesaw. They've all been really supportive. We've had uh, two tailgates already. We've had a couple meetings. The tailgates have been well attended. Um, we have a trivia night over at Primo in Woodstock, uh, and they've been real supportive. And just from those type of uh, activities, we've been slowly growing and getting the word out. And then just word of mouth. Speaking of tailgates, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Rich. Who serves the best dish at a Kennesaw State tailgate? <laughs> well, I can't say us because we, uh, we're just hot dogs and hamburgers and chili people. Um, Tom Chanel does a, a nice job, to, to say the least. And uh, him and his gang came over to Dry County the last time. And they put on a show, as always. They had elk sausage and bison sausage. Wow, sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty elaborate. They do a nice job. They do a nice job for sure. So circling back to when you said uh, why you got started with the Owl Club, you said you came down here, you lived in Kennesaw, and so you started following Kennesaw State. Not every person does that. You know, a lot of people, they go for the big flagship school, UGA. What made you pick Kennesaw State and then once you started going to games, what hooked you on the owls? What part of it? 
I guess when I when I first moved down here, um, like I said, pro football was a was big up the Northeast. I just started to you know when I learned about the community and started to, I lived in Kennesaw for a while and met some of the students that were there and you know went to a couple of the baseball games and a couple of the uh, basketball games and when football started I obviously went to a couple of those and I I just really liked the fan base uh, the atmosphere it wasn't crazy um, it was very family oriented but you could still enjoy a couple of beers and have a good time um, you know the football the baseball the the uh, basketball that I went to just the it's just total dedication. You can see the hard work that, that they put into. And I slowly just literally just morphed into the, to the football program. I absolutely fell in love with it. It's just, it's a good time. Um, good football. It's enjoyable. Really good time. Well, obviously with uh, everything going on, I haven't been able to be in physically in, in touch with fans as much as I was last year, you know, around game days. But what's the vibe that you get within the Owl Club and any other fans as far as the upcoming season? Uh, everybody's excited. Um, I think that uh, I know they're going to have some great support at the home front if we're allowed to go. I'm assuming we're going to be allowed to go at this mm -hmm. point. Um, I know some of the fans uh, in the Owl Club uh, are also uh, not shy about doing road trips. We've already talked about um, trying to get something set up if, if it's something, you know, something somewhat close. Um, I know that there's some buzz about Dixie State and the fact that it's a home and home. I know I can tell you there's a few of us that have already talked about making that road trip to Utah in uh, 2025. So I think that there's going to be serious support come springtime for Kennesaw football. Let's go back to the Allen campaign. What does this Allen Together campaign mean to you? And why has that driven you to look for a unique way to support KSU student-athletes? Obviously, I played sports in college and high school. Um, and to be honest with you, I've always been brought up to give back. And the Allen program to me is just a way for me to support something that I enjoy, uh, support the students, uh, the, you know, the student athletes, um, either directly or indirectly. And it's just, uh, it's a way to give back. And it's a, I don't want to say it's a charity because I guess it's nonprofit, but it is a good way to give back. You know where the money's going. You can see the results of your, of your donation. And uh, it's just a good, it's a good overall feeling. Well, Rich, if somebody's listening to this and they want to be involved with the Owl Club, how can they reach out to you? And are there any events coming up that they can check out? Uh, first of all, the event that they can check out is December 6th. It's a Sunday. It's at the Dry County Brewery in Kennesaw. It's a uh, Dry County does a Crafts for Charity event. It's also the Saints are playing the Falcons. So we'll have our tailgating force at that Dry County event. Uh, it starts around 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Owl Club. So that's the first big way to we're expecting at least six to eight tailgating tents. Um, so hopefully that'll be a good place to start. Uh, we're on the, we have our own website, the Owl Club. Um, if they want to get in touch with me, 
I can give you my number, 813-943-7135, or just uh, send a, an email at, at the Owl Club KSU at gmail.com. Rich, that's a perfect weekend. My birthday's December 5th, so I'm just going to continue the celebration at the tailgate the next day. There you go. There you go. Well, Rich, thank you for joining us on Inside the Nest. It was enlightening to get to know more about the Owl Club. I can tell there's buzz and excitement amongst your club and KSU fans for the spring season, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out there on game day. Uh, same here, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for joining us on this fun episode of Inside the Nest. Alex, Jillian, Kaylee, and Rich, good to have all of you on ITN. I'm Nolan Alexander, and as a reminder, Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a Fifth Third better. Visit 53.com for more information. If you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Nest, please rate it, like it, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, go Owls!